This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes This in. one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's, it's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he there ties the game. All right, what's happening everybody? What's going on? I'm your host RJ Carbone and you are listening to episode 339 of BD4. Hope everybody's having a good night, a good morning, a good afternoon, whenever it is you are listening to this. As I am recording this, it's March 12th, technically March 12th. It's past midnight as the Knicks just finished up their game with the Memphis Grizzlies. Another one on the road. This one snapped their three-game skit as expected. So we're going to break that all down in just a few minutes. We'll start off with the M, uh, the NYY, NYK MMA question of the day. Then we'll get to the Knicks Grizz. And then we'll wrap this thing up with our RJ's Parlay. Going to give you the results of the RJ's Parlay from 338. Welcome to the show. You're listening once again to BD4. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. The Yankees every series, the Knicks every game, and MMA on the weekends. If you've yet to subscribe to this show, be sure to do that right now. You can find BD4 on many platforms. The listening platforms that we are on um SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Castro, and of course Apple Podcasts, which if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to subscribe, of course, but also if you enjoy the show, give us a 5-star rating and a review. This is a 5-star show so far and we'd like to keep that going if you want to watch the podcast the video format of this show is on youtube so search bd4 on youtube you can find bd4 bd4 on youtube (laughs) um if you want to follow me on social media i'm at rj carbone r.j.carbone on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram at the handle at Rob J. Carbone alright so you can follow me there on Facebook I like to usually I'll post during the games and then on Instagram I'll post a whole bunch of shit but mostly 90% is my content um if you have not yet 
Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog. I write for ultimatesportsnetworks.com. If you go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and you put into the search bar the Bomber Bocker blog, you'll find my blog, and you can subscribe to my blog using code 6A2841ERJC. If you subscribe using that code, you get a discount $7.99 a month, full access to every article, Knicks and Yankees content, and you get a discount on merch. That all out of the way. Let's get to it. Let's head to our first break. When we get back from our first break, we'll get into the episode. But real quickly, guys, if you've not checked out episode 338, be sure to do that. Episodes 337 and 338. We're starting up a little, a new little mini-series where we're talking about Yankees prospects. Some of the up-and-coming prospects, some of the prospects who debuted for a few games already. We're going to be talking about them. We've already got two under our belt. We did Austin Wells, catching prospect, for 337. And we just covered starting pitcher, Louis Heal, for 338. So go check those out. Those are really good ones. I think you guys will enjoy my analysis. And we're going to keep that going because I enjoy doing that. All right. Bullshit out of the way. Let's get to our first break. When we get back, we'll start the show. Stay with us. Hey guys, so I've noticed that only a small portion of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and maybe you want to be notified when new episodes release, I'd consider subscribing and also hitting that notification bell. This way we can help the channel grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, let's get back to it. So, if you guys want to follow me on social media, be sure to do so right now. I'm on Facebook at RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. Once again, if you want to find me on Facebook, that is RJ Carbone. Instagram at Rob J Carbone. All right, welcome back to the show. You are listening to episode 339 of BD4. Welcome to BD4. I am your host, RJ Carbone. No better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. We do Yankees every series, Knicks every game, and MMA on the weekends. Um... Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's begin first and foremost. Warm up our brains <laughs> with the um, the NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. All right, so 
for episode 339, our NYYNYK MMA question of the day. The 2017-2018 mixed roster was very diverse. It had players from six other countries outside the USA. Name three of those players and their home country. Alright, I'll say that again for you. The 2017-2018 Knicks roster was very diverse. It had players from six other countries outside the USA. Name three of those players and their home country, alright? So there is six other players from six different countries besides the U.S. players. Name at least three of those and their home home country. Alright, so it's a long one, but it's pretty simple if you uh, remember. But yeah, so name three players from the 2017-18 Knicks who played for a different country and name that country. All right, so let me know the answer, whether that be on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you can comment or message me, however you can reach out to me, let me know the answer. And if you get it correct, I will give you a shout-out, you and your handle, a shout-out on uh, the next episode. If you don't get it correct, but you at least attempt to guess, I will let you know what the answer is on the next episode. Let's get to break. When we get back, we'll start this up. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcast. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many, many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is bd 4 where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Let's get to it, guys. Let's waste no further time. And let's talk about this Knicks team. So tonight's game, again, they snapped the skid 
they end up losing. Um, we're good, we're good, we're good. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we end up losing 118 to 114 in Memphis. It was snowing there tonight. But the Knicks trying for four in a row. Going up against, you know, one of the NBA's best teams. The second best team in hoops, in my opinion. And the second best team, if you look at the standings. They competed. They competed. They played hard all night long. Played very hard. Went up by 15 points in the third quarter. Big third quarter, where they scored 40 points. They shot 60% from the field. Randall was scoring. I think he had 12 points in the period. RJ was scoring. He had 7 points in the period. Mitch was in there playing great defense. The Knicks did a nice job taking quality shots in the third. Limiting their turnovers in the period. Forcing Memphis to play the half-court game, which they're not a good half-court offense. Fourth quarter, the Knicks kind of ran out of luck, and they kind of did the opposite of what they did in the third. They scored just 18 points, and they turned it over six times to Memphis's one, and they were very untimely turnovers. You could see that the lack of having a legitimate floor general point guard was on full display. I thought RJ should have ran more playmaker late, but he wasn't even that good tonight. He wasn't great overall. I did not love RJ's game. He had just 23, well, he had 23 points. That was good, but he took 25 shots. He missed every three but one. He was like one for six. He struggled at the free throw line, four for seven. Some untimely turnovers where he kind of telegraphed what he was doing. Um, I didn't think he was good. And I thought Randall, as good as Randall was for three quarters, he turned into his usual pumpkin self come the fourth quarter. And he always does late in the game. He went one for five for six points, had a big turnover late. And But other than that, I will give him credit. I thought he did play well again. He was playing his inside-out game, attacked the hoop on Jackson and others. 30-something more points for Julius more rebounds, double-double, leaden assists, six. He was doing his thing. Got to give him credit. He's been better. Excuse me. Um, But yeah, I mean, you turn it over six times, and you're playing against a team like Memphis, who obviously they're an offense. They, they run that fast-break offense a ton. They love that run-and-gun style, which is funny because they used to be the complete opposite you know from when I first started watching the NBA when they had like Zach Randolph and then later they had Marcus Saul they were that grit and grind half court style now they're polar opposite of that they are a run and gun fast paced team so they will take advantage of every turnover you commit and that was the Knicks problem um you know and and we had to be a little conservative defensively in the fourth because at the top of the period both Taj and Robinson picked up their fifth fouls. And then that's where John Morant starts to go off in the paint. He flashed the jumper, and he went off in the paint, and he ended up scoring. He finished with 37 shots. He took 33. Sorry, he finished with 37 points, taking 33 shots. But he goes off in the fourth. He scores a casual 15 points in the period. (laughs) The Knicks just did not have it. 
They were getting blocked all night. The, the Grizzlies shot. They blocked 16 shots on the Knicks. Four of them came in the fourth. Um, yeah, it was bad. And, you know, it wasn't like a game where you could take um, a bunch of positives and say that the youth played well. Because, one, a lot of our young players, you know, I get that Tibbs is limited. They're all hurt. Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish, Quinton Grimes, you know, they're all still out. Cam's done for the year. But Sims, I thought Sims could have at least gotten some more minutes. He only got six minutes. And I thought you need to run him out there. Not just, you know, to try and see if he can help us scrape out a win. But, again, you you didn't have Obi. And Randall, down the stretch, is gassed. And he continues to show that he gasses out down the stretch. He's playing nearly 40 minutes a night. So, you know, where is Sims? Get some young legs in there, some fresh legs. He could have played some minutes there. So Randall is maybe, you know, maybe he's got a little bit more energy for the fourth quarter. And secondly, you look at the way Mitch played tonight. He had another, Mitchell Robinson has another pay-me-right-now game. He goes and scores 10 points, 11 rebounds. He had four assists. I don't remember the last time he had four assists. If he's ever. He had... Uh, what is it, three blocks or three or no, four steals and three blocks or something like that? I don't have it in front of me. He was on fire. He was tremendous. And so why I bring up Sims, well, Mitch had a pay-me game, and he's going to want his money in the offseason. So you're not so sure if you're keeping Mitch around. You're not so sure. He could very well walk. We've talked about this plenty. Mitch sees highly of himself. The Knicks and Mitch were just reported to be way apart on their negotiations. They're not close. So why not play Sims to at least, you know, get some answers from him in case he has to be your emergency big next season? If Mitch walks, well, you got Sims and you know what you got from him. But we're not really getting... Any run from him, sure, more than the initial once every three weeks he was getting in the first, you know, one-third of the year. But right now, he's playing still very limited minutes. What does that, what good does that do? How are we going to know? How are we going to have that backup plan if Mitch walks? We don't know what we have in him if we don't play him. And so, you know, here we are. Here we are again, another loss where Tibbs is trying to get the meaningless wins by running his vets out there. Burks got 35 minutes. He played a good game, not going to lie. But he wasn't much in the fourth, two for seven. His defense wasn't outstanding. Fournier played 29 minutes, maybe 30. He was terrible. Outside the third quarter, he was atrocious. And Deuce... Went back to getting just 11 minutes tonight. Again, didn't score, but he's the only one on this team currently who can keep in front of guys consistently on defense. I mean, the Grizzlies scored 118 points tonight. We could have used Deuce there. I've seen all I've needed to see with some of these guys. Taj Gibson, we don't need to keep, keep seeing him play 15 to 25 minutes. We don't need that. What's he doing out there? What's he doing out there at 36 years old on a 28 and 39 team in March? I mean, tell me. But that's my concern. 
You know, that this is my exact concern. It's what I've been saying. When, when Noel, when D Rose, when they get healthy, they'll play. Taj will play. Burks will play. Fournier will play. Randall will play his 40 minutes. Mitch, RJ, IQ, maybe Grimes are the only guys on this team guaranteed to get some legitimate burn. The other guys, other half of the young players, are you know barely getting a legitimate shot to show they aren't getting a legitimate shot to show what they can offer at the NBA level, and that's my problem. Now I will give Tibbs some credit here. He did make an adjustment in this game that I enjoyed. He staggered R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle's minutes a little bit more tonight. And I noticed at the start of the game, he did it after each of them shrugged each other off them back, on back-to-back possessions. There was a possession where R.J. shrugged off Randle, you know, and threw that alley, didn't throw that alley-oop. And that was after a possession where Randle shrugged off a wide-open R.J. And Randle did that again later in the game with RJ in the left corner for a three. He shrugged them off, and he threw cross-court to Fournier, who did hit the three. But I think Tibbs is starting to see that they don't exactly... We talked about this, remember, in the last Knicks episode. They don't. They might be butting heads a little bit on the court. They don't exactly... You know, Randall's ego's taking a hit. He's got a big ego, and it seems to be taking a hit. And that's why you're starting to see these last couple nights... It's not been the same usage rate for RJ. Randall's starting to take those shots again. He's starting to be the guy every possession with the touches. He's coming out out the gate firing. Remember, he had 14 shots in the first quarter the other night. The night before that, he took six shots in seven minutes. He's coming out the gate. He wants to establish himself because he wants to be the number one option. He's making it known. So they don't play well together. They don't have a good chemistry. So I think Tibbs is realizing that, and he staggered them tonight. So I give him credit there. But other than that, he kind of reverted back to his norm. When things got tough, he played his veterans. And I don't like that. We'll be right back. We're going to wrap it up. It's a quick one tonight. Stay with us. We'll be right there. So BD4 is on so many platforms to listen to. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on Spotify. You can find us on our sponsor, Anchor, and many other listening platforms as well, wherever you get your podcasts. But we are also available to watch on YouTube. So if you want to watch us on YouTube, go subscribe there. But if you prefer to listen to us, again, many many, many listening platforms. Just be sure to subscribe, download, give us a rating, a review, comment, share the podcast, and all that fun stuff. This is BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. All right, folks. Now, if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review, if you so please. So once again, this is if you are listening to BD4 on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and review. Thank you. I'm going to wrap it up by saying one more thing. 
All right. So, you know, we won three in a row heading into tonight. But I think we kind of need to come down to earth a bit, Knicks fans, because we're so starving for wins that when we get something such as a a three-game little mini win streak, we start to change our direction, you know. But when you lose 17 out of 20 games, and that's what they did, they lost 17 out of 20, seven in a row, without a win streak in two months. When you do all that, when you're struggling that bad, you are absolutely bound to run into a few. I mean, I think there's even like a scientific epigram about regressing and progressing to your mean. Like, you know, they've got Murphy's Law, Newton's Law. There's, I think there's a law about coming back to the mean. So if it weren't for Silver adding in four more teams to the playoffs, making it so that two-thirds of the league can get in. I think Knicks fans would be looking at this Knicks team for exactly who they are, 28-39 and and not very good. So with that said, we still have to remind ourselves the focus should still be to play the young guys to finish out the year. And if that gets them into the playoffs then great. Excellent. Love it. Best of both worlds. But the last thing you want to do is what you kind of did tonight a little bit. Is go out of your way and go back to playing the veterans just so you can pick up a few more wins. Get washed in the tournament or the first round. And don't really make any progress big picture wise so I say play the kids and ride out the rest of the season with with those kids you know because I I just I want to win I do but I want to win a certain way I don't want to win with guys who aren't going to get us anywhere you know Give me the wins with the young players. Let the players you drafted, the guys you traded for, let them run out there. All right? Let them go out there and show what they have. All right, because this Knicks team is not just one piece away. They're multiple pieces away from being a a legitimate contender. They have a lot of work to do, in my opinion. You got to get a point guard, and you need some better talent around that point guard. There's a lot of work to be done for this team to be a legit contender. So, in these remaining 16, 15 or 16 games, I don't just want to go back to playing the veterans, especially when everybody's healthy, and just keep playing them and get to the playoffs and then lose right away. Because where does that get you? At least if you play the young, your young players... You can either get to the playoffs with them, and that's the best of both worlds, or at the very worst, you miss the playoffs, but you played your young players, and you're getting answers from them regardless. You know, at this point in the season, there's there's no there's no hurt in doing that. So, 
I don't know, man. I just don't. This is Tibbs. This is what he does. This is what he's always going to do. But you had a lot, you've got a lot of decisions to make. Like I said, what's the hurt in playing Sims? You should be developing him in case Mitch walks. RJ is due for an extension after next season. So is Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish might be traded in the offseason. They tried to move him at the deadline. There were at least reports about it. And he wasn't even playing. I mean, they, I don't know, man. All these guys, who's to say they're all going to be here next year? So why not try and get their value up in these remaining games? But that's just my opinion. One more break. When we get back, we'll wrap it up with RJ's parlay. Stay with us. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this episode. But first, I also want to let you know I have another blog. The blog I'm writing for is on ultimatesportsnetworks.com titled The Bomber Bocker Blog. If you want to go subscribe to this blog, you should do so using my promo code 6A2841ERJC. Using that, you'd get a discount $7.99 a month to get the best Knicks and Yankees opinionated content around. Once again, guys, the Bomber Bocker Blog on ultimatesportsnetworks.com using promo code 6A2841ERJC, $7.99 a month. A custom wall tapestry is a surefire way to uplift any room's aesthetics with a personal touch. This 100% polyester wall tapestry comes with hemmed edges for extra durability while its mildew and water resistant properties ensure years worth of decorating bliss. The advanced tapestry printing techniques guarantee crisp detail even for the craziest of designs in any of the multiple size choices. You can select a size of 26 by 36 inches, 51 by 60, 68 by 80, and 88 by 104. These wall tapestries usually ship in 7 to 10 business days, and the price ranges from $24.99 to $69.99, all dependent on the size you select. The Bomber Bocker blog wall tapestries come in orange, gray, and black. But most importantly, be sure when purchasing a wall tapestry for the Bomber Bocker blog that you use promo code 6A2841ERJC. 6A2841ERJC. Just go to ultimatesportsnetworks.com and click on the Shop MVP tab, searching the Bomber Bocker blog. And there you have it. All right. Let's wrap this one up with the um with RJ's parlay. All right. We're going to head to a quick break though. Because I got to do something real take for three seconds, I promise. And we'll get right into it.
Ching. Look at this, guys. If you're watching the show, you can see it. Those are six check marks. Correct. My six pick parlay tonight. It hit. Now we review we previewed this parlay in episode 338, which we actually recorded in the same day. Um, doing Yankees. And I told you it was a little conservative. So I, I had a good chance about I had a good feeling about it. And this one cashed. I had Barrett the over on 19 and a half alternate points. Kaching. Morant the over on 24 and a half alternate points. Kaching. Desmond Bain the over on one and a half alternate three points made. Kaching. Barrett the over on three and a half alternate rebounds. Kaching. Randall the over on seven and a half alternate rebounds. Kaching. And Robinson the over. On five and a half offensive uh, five and a half alternate rebounds, Kaching. Six for six, all six picks hit on plus three forty two odds. So I cashed this one. Dinner is on me tomorrow night. That's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, I am your host, RJ Carbone. Episode three thirty nine is in the books. And that's it. Baseball's back, and I'm going to be talking baseball a lot from now until the end of the uh, the fall, because we're going to be doing a lot of prospect profiling, and by the time we're probably done with that, it won't be too much longer until the regular season starts. Spring training is going to start up on the 17th. We'll cover some of that. And we still got the Knicks to talk about. And I'm still probably going to talk some MMA with my buddies this weekend about the UFC 272 card. We'll recap that. I know that's been a little delayed. Sorry. Got a lot to do. Got work. I've got college. But yes, that's it tonight. The Knicks lose. I gave you my rants on Tibbs' rotation. I gave you my rants on trying to go out of the way. To play the veterans so you can get wins that mean nothing at this point, basically. Basically slash almost nothing. And that's it. That's all we've got. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Episode 339, 339 of BD4, where there is no better way. Where there is no better way. To get your Yankees and Knicks analysis, we also do MMA now too. Yankees every series, Knicks every game, MMA. On the weekends. That's it, guys. I'll see you next time. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.